0: Hi, this is John Butter, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500, and is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the key metrics for the first quarter earnings season for the S&P 500 which is about four to five weeks away. Then, we'll discuss our topic of the week, which is the unusually large difference between gap earnings and non-gap earnings reported by companies in the Dow Jones Industrial Average in the fourth quarter. But first, let's look ahead to the first quarter earnings season for the S&P 500. Analysts and companies have been much more optimistic than normal in their estimate revisions and earnings outlooks for the first quarter to date. As a result, expected earnings for the S&P 500 for the first quarter are higher today compared to the start of the quarter. In fact, the index is now expected to report the highest year-over-year earnings growth since the third quarter of 2018. Analysts expect double-digit earnings growth for all four quarters of 2021. In terms of estimate revisions, analysts have increased earnings estimates in aggregate for the S&P 500 for the first quarter to date we typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the first quarter has increased by 5.6% since December 31st. Now this is unusual because in a typical quarter, the bottom-up EPS estimate usually decreases by four to 5% during the quarter. In terms of guidance, more S&P 500 companies have issued positive EPS guidance for the first quarter than average as well. In determining whether guidance is positive or negative, we compare the projection of the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the guidance. At this point in time, 94 companies in the index have issued EPS guidance for the first quarter. Of these 94 companies, 60, or 64%, have issued positive EPS guidance. This percentage is well above the five-year average of 33%. It should be noted that the overall number of companies issuing EPS guidance for the quarter of 94 is below the five-year average of 104. Because of the net upward revisions to earnings estimates, the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate for the first quarter is higher now relative to the start of the first quarter. As of today, the S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 22.1%, compared to the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate of 15.5%, back on December 31st. If 22.1% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the largest year-over-year growth in earnings reported by the index since the third quarter of 2018. Eight sectors are projected to report year-over-year earnings growth, led by the consumer discretionary, financials, and materials sectors. Three sectors are projected to report a year-over-year decline in earnings, led by the industrials and energy sectors. Looking at future quarters, analysts also project double-digit earnings growth for the remaining three quarters of 2021, with earnings growth peaking in the second quarter of 2021 at almost 51%. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 21.9, which is above the 5-year average and above the 10-year average. And during the upcoming week, two S&P 500 companies are scheduled to report results for the fourth quarter and five S&P 500 companies are scheduled to report results for the first quarter. Nike will be the first Dow 30 component to report results next week. Now let's move on to our topic of the week, which was the unusually large difference between non-GAAP and GAAP earnings reported by companies in the Dow Jones Industrial Average in the fourth quarter. While all publicly traded U.S. companies report EPS on a GAAP basis, which stands for Generally Accepted Accounting Principles, many U.S. companies also choose to report EPS on a non-GAAP basis. There are mixed opinions in the market about the use of non-GAAP EPS. Supporters of the practice argue that it provides the market with a more accurate picture of earnings from the day-to-day operations of companies as items that companies deem to be one-time events or non-operating in nature are typically excluded from the non-GAAP EPS numbers. Critics of the practice argue that there is no industry standard definition of non-GAAP EPS and companies can take advantage of the lack of standards to exclude items that, more often than not, have a negative impact on earnings to boost non-GAAP EPS. As of today, all of the companies in the Dow Jones Industrial Average have reported actual earnings for the fourth quarter. What percentage of these companies reported non-GAAP EPS? What was the median difference between non-GAAP EPS and GAAP EPS for these companies? And how did these differences compare to recent quarters? Well, for the fourth quarter, 23 of the 30 companies in the Dow Jones Industrial Average reported non-GAAP EPS. Since 2016, 22 of the companies in the Dow Jones Industrial Average have reported non-GAAP EPS on average. Thus, the number of companies in the index reporting non-GAAP EPS for the fourth quarter was just slightly above the average since 2016. Of these 23 companies, 17 or 74% reported non-GAAP EPS that exceeded GAAP EPS. Since 2016, 74% of the companies in the Dow Jones Industrial Average have also reported non-GAAP EPS that exceeded GAAP EPS. Thus, the percentage of companies in the Dow Jones Industrial Average reporting non-GAAP EPS above GAAP EPS for the fourth quarter was equal to the average. The median difference between non-GAAP EPS and GAAP EPS for these 23 companies was 31.7% in the fourth quarter. Since 2016, the median difference between non-GAAP EPS and GAAP EPS has been 11%. Thus, the median difference between non-GAAP EPS and GAAP EPS for companies in the Dow Jones Industrial Average in the fourth quarter was much higher than the median difference since 2016. In fact, the fourth quarter marked the second consecutive quarter in which the median difference between non-GAAP EPS and GAAP EPS exceeded 30% for companies in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. It also marked the third highest median difference between non-GAAP EPS and GAAP EPS for the Dow Jones Industrial Average since FACCEP began tracking this metric in 2016. It trails only the fourth quarter of 2017 and the previous quarter. So what is driving the unusually large spread between non-GAAP EPS and GAAP EPS for the Dow Jones Industrial Average in recent quarters? Well, it does not appear to be related to the recent constituent changes to the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Amgen, Honeywell, and Salesforce replaced ExxonMobil, Pfizer, and Raytheon Technologies in the Dow Jones Industrial Average during the third quarter. All three of the companies that were added to the index have reported non gaap EPS in recent quarters, while all three of the companies that were replaced had also reported non gaap EPS in recent quarters. It is interesting to note that if the three previous constituents, ExxonMobil, Pfizer, and Raytheon Technologies, we're still in the Dow Jones Industrial Average today, the median difference between non-GAAP EPS and GAAP EPS would still have been above 30% for both the third quarter and the fourth quarter. Therefore, it does not appear that the change in constituents is the cause of the wider spread. Here are the five companies in the Dow Jones Industrial Average that had the largest difference between non-GAAP EPS and GAAP EPS in the fourth quarter. First is Walt Disney, which reported non-GAAP EPS of $0.32, cents. And gap EPS of $0.02. Cents. Second is Walgreens Boots Alliance, which reported non gap EPS of $1.22, but gap EPS of a loss of $0.36. Cents. Third is Walmart, which reported non gap EPS of $1.39, but gap EPS of a loss of $0.74. Cents. Fourth is Salesforce, which reported non gap EPS of $1.04, but reported gap EPS of $0.28. Cents. And finally, Merck and company reported non-GAAP EPS of $1.32, but GAAP EPS of a loss of 83. It is interesting to note that three of these five companies, Merck, Walgreens Boots Alliance, and Walt Disney, were also on the top five list in the third quarter for companies in the Dow Jones Industrial Average with the largest differences between non-GAAP EPS and GAAP EPS. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out our full FactSet Earnings Insight report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast.